up, pals? Thanks for tuning in. This is episode 30 of Super Nerd Pals. I'm one of your hosts, Andy Carasquillo, and here joining me today is Stan Gudersky. Doom! <laughs> Sounded like Gudersky was your middle name. <laughs> it is. <laughs> and the other one joining me is Chris. Christopher Samson. Christopher uh, Samson. Christopher Reeves. Christopher Sam Samson. Samsung? Samsung. Sam, Sam, Sam. I wish I was Samsung. I'd be mad rich and own an entire empire. That'd be awesome. Then you were really. I like how you went for his entire name. You didn't go with Chris. You went Christopher. The full Christopher. Yeah, Stanley. Like he was in trouble. <laughs> like, Christopher Samson, get out of that closet right this instant. Well, if I was yelling at him to get out of the closet, I would yell at him to fall out the closet. Because that's just so much funny. He's like, I'm going to fall out of this closet, but first I want you to know that I just woke up from a nap. (laughs) (laughs) Folks, if you're listening at home and you don't realize this, every time we meet Chris, he's just woken up from a nap. That's why I just said that. He's always, at every point in his life, just now waking up from a nap. It's my gift and my curse. And it's not even like once in a while or like every now and then. It's every single time. (laughs) It's crazy. It'll be like 9 in the morning and I'll text him and he's like, hey, what's up? I just woke up from my nap. And I'm like, at 9 a.m.? And then apparently 7.30 p.m. Oh, man. Sorry, guys. I just woke up from a nap. He's like he's like the Winter Soldier. They keep oh, yeah. on ice. They keep on ice until it's time to go and then they like wake him up. <laughs> That's what we do yeah. with Chris. We keep him frozen until it's time. Actually, I was kind of wor- worried because I woke up. I woke up at 7.10. It's like, oh, crap. I'm late for... SMP, and then look on the Facebook chat, and no one's responding. It's like, oh yes, I'm not late. So. <laughs> Chris's primary concern: I need to nap, but I can't be late for Super Nerd Pals. I wasn't planning on napping that long. I mean, it just it just <laughs> ended up that way. I mean, how long were horrible. you napping for? Horrible. It was an average uh, nap for like, you. I don't. Well, I went to sleep around like five five thirty ish, and I woke up at seven. Alright, it's about like a 90 minute full sleep cycle right there. That's decent. I don't know, not not full enough, because I, I woke up in the middle of like, I don't know, phase one or two of sleep, and that's like if you wake up in a certain phase, or in the middle of a certain phase, he, that's when you're like, really exactly. He takes so many naps <laughs> that he can like time his phases like, <laughs> properly. No, like, it's like a psychology class. Are these phases of sleep and... something that, that Marvel's been doing with their movies? Phase one, phase two, phase three. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, so if you decide to stop watching Marvel movies now, you're gonna be really, really tired. You gotta stop at the right phase. Exactly. So Chris is like phase one. I take a nap. <laughs> phase two, I record a show. Phase three, I go back to bed. There you go. <laughs> All right, guys, we got some news this week. <laughs> We're gonna talk about his nap. Like, like the whole hour. I mean, we just educated them on sleep cycles. Apparently, I guess. So news, uh, I guess I'll kick it off. News. Uh, with Pokemon Tournament Fighter got confirmed for the Wii U in the West. Bring that shit. Bring that shit east. Woo! Or west. Bring east. Yeah. Why? Because the East Coast. I don't. That's not what they meant. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the point. We need laughs. It's good. But yeah, I'm really excited for Pokemon Tournament Fighter on the Wii U. Um. That was something I thought initially should have been on the Wii U instead of this fucking stupid ass arcade 
that they were doing. I always assumed that it was coming sooner or later. Well, they they said that it was going to be ported to the Wii U eventually. So I didn't know when eventually was. For all I knew, it could have been like three years after the NX came out. We get it, 2016. I'm I'm a little upset that there's only nine fighters. I think ten. There's like like Macho Pikachu count as like a, a new. That better just count as a costume. No, I think it's a it's a whole different character. It's it's like a female Pikachu wearing the Lucha Libre outfit. That's like them doing a Naruto game and saying we're only doing the ten character roster, but five of those characters are Naruto. But here's the thing: is that Pikachu, like Pikachu Libre, is completely different from regular Pikachu because Pikachu, Pikachu Libre can do a, uh, an elbow drop off the top rope. Okay, but if WWE can do WWE 2K16 can do 150 characters, not including like I guess alternate costumes with alternate moves. Why does this game have to? There's only one character. Because it's Pockin. It's only Pikachu. It's Pockin. Chris, how do you feel about this? I'm I'm just really really excited that it's coming to the states or coming to us because when it was first announced, all they announced it for was for the Japanese arcade, and some of the footage looked amazing. Like I freaked out because they have Gengar, which is one of my all time favorite Pokemon ever, and they also have like Mega Mega Evolution Gengar. It's like oh, it was throwing Shadow Fists or Shadow Balls and Shadow Punches. So taking naps and shit. Yes, there you go. Taking ghost um, naps. So yeah, so I'm I I don't have a Wii U, but this is just another another reason for me to get Chris, one. Chris, you keep you keep bringing up this sad thing that you don't have a Wii U. I know, fucking I buy don't one. Have a, I Honestly, need to I have think, one. I think he's all right. He doesn't need to buy one because the fucking NX is coming out soon enough. But he needs Pokemon tournament. Watch them point that shit. They'll come out with Pokemon tournament Ultra on the NX, and <laughs> they'll have understand. like. You don't understand. I I I love Namco. I love Tenken. I love Soul Calibur. I need this shit. I just need it in my life. In my blood. I need it as much as I need my naps. Just inject Pikachu Libre right into my arm. Exactly. That high-octane, supercharged, crazy blood of Pokemon Tournament. So yeah, I'm really excited for this game. Not enough characters. Too much space. If if they come out... When it comes out, I'm assuming March-ish, which is when all spring-slated games come out. I'm hoping a beefed-up roster. Yeah, to recap, there's Lucario, Machamp, Suicune... Gardevoir, Pikachu, Gengar, Weavile, or Weevil, Charizard, Blaziken, and Pikachu Libre. Okay, and there's also assist characters. There's uh, Emolga, Fennekin, Snivy, Frogadier, Eevee, Lapras, Whimsicott, and Jirachi. So those are the support characters. Wait, so it sounded like those were a lot of characters revealed. Like, so is that the? Those are assists, so they don't. They don't even count. No, no, no. The ones. The, the initial characters that Chris just mentioned, is that the roster as of now, or...? As of now, yeah. Oh, yeah. So then, I'm pretty sure that there's going to be way more than ten characters, Stan. Yeah, but you release the arcade edition, and there's only, like, nine guys in there, and then you're going to go and, like, release a console version? It better have double that. That's all I'm saying. Well, yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. It, I'm glad it we will, agree. It, <laughs> it probably will have more characters. Do you guys have any idea of characters? Or, well, we're going to save that for later. Yeah, we're going to talk about later in the show which which ones we want to see in Pockin Tournament 2016 edition. Any right. other news? I got some news. Chris so, always got the news. 
It was during our Mad Max spoiler cast episode where we were talking about how someone's going to produce a documentary about all the behind the scenes process and, and all the content related to George Miller hired by Warner Brothers uh, in the early 90s, I want to say like 91, 92. They hired him to produce and direct a Justice League movie. And Miller had done quite a bit of groundwork, so he already did casting. So Hugh Keensburn, the guy who plays Immortan Joe and Toe Cutter from the Mad Max series, he was slated to be the Martian Manhunter. If you remember the badass Wolverine childhood friend of Furiosa, in the movie she was known as the Valkyrie, uh, that was Megan Hale, and she was slated to be Wonder Woman. I forget who was supposed to be Superman in this film, but Batman was Nicholas supposed to be... Nicolas Cage. No, well, that's for the, the Superman Lives movie, which was a different project. But that would have been pretty awesome. Nicolas Cage for everything. Oh, Army Hammer was supposed to be Batman. Long story short, George Miller was supposed to be the director for a Justice League movie, but then that project totally tanked. And a couple days ago, this was reported by comicbook.com. This is a partial rumor that hasn't been completely... <laughs> what? Sorry, Sweet Tooth just what? rolled up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so confused. Are you, play- are you loading up Rocket League right now or something? No, there was a random ass ice cream truck outside. Uh. Alright, anyway. There was, like, one time where we were recording in the middle of the winter, and there was, like, a fucking ice cream truck outside. Yeah. Oh, man. That's great. It's probably, like, a drug truck, I'm gonna be honest. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, so... Wow, I just lost my train of thought. Okay, so... John Schnepp, he's the director of the documentary, The Death of Superman Lives, What Happened. So he's the guy reporting about Nicolas Cage, Superman... And he was he was saying how with confidence George Miller would direct Man of Steel two, which is insane, and I I wouldn't be surprised or I wouldn't I mean that makes a lot of sense because Miller has done fantastic financial success with the release of Fury Road. To me, it sounds like it's sort of mea culpa from Warner Brothers. It's like okay, we sorry we screwed up. We should have trusted you with our vision with the Justice League movie, but we're sorry that it fell through. But here now we're gonna give you Man of Steel two, which is a really big deal because the entire skeleton of the DC live action universe is predicated on Man of Steel in the first place. That's the equivalent of giving George Miller the the rights to make an Iron Man movie because Iron Man was one of the was the movie that really kicked off the MCU. So yeah, if this is true, sign me up. Because Man of Steel was okay. Uh, it had its problems, but I, I enjoyed it overall. But it had some of its setbacks, but I'm really glad how Zack Snyder in Batman vs. Superman is addressing some of those criticisms and turning it into a good thing with you know Bruce Wayne being like, oh no, Zod and Superman, they destroyed my tower and they killed some of my employees. So I'm going to go on a... Just my tower. They yeah. could have fucked up all, all the fucking Metropolis. I'm okay. You fuck a Wayne Tower though? I'm yeah. coming for you, Superman. And my satellite? You destroy my satellite? You're down. You're dead. He's You're like, dead Alfred, Superman. hold my laptop. I'm done scrubbing. Gotta kill Superman. Barbara, Barbara, please hold the milk. Barbara, hold the milk. <laughs> Alfred, we going to Metropolis. I don't need a nap. <laughs> oh my god, imagine You know that clip where like Superman rips the uh, 
rips like the Batmobile open and Batman just looks at him. Now imagine the line that comes out of Batman's mouth was, I just took a nap. <laughs> I'm going to kick your ass, but first I need you to know something. <laughs> I just took a nap. Do you nap? <laughs> Super I just, ha- I just imagine that scene nap? in uh, Dark Knight where um, they're having that boardroom meeting. And then uh, it was the Chinese uh, uh, Chinese accountant, and he looks over, and Bruce Wayne is or Christian Bale is just just nodding off, all he's conked out. That's big. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so what I do you guys think? I like Man of Steel. I like the Man of Steel. Um, I'm not a huge fan of Superman. Stan swore that this movie was awesome, and I've watched previous Superman movies, which were kind of shitty. So oh, I was like, well, Christopher Reeves, man. Superman 1 and 2 are really good. I don't know about 3 and 4. We don't talk about that. I don't know. The first, I watched, the first two are amazing. I, I've only watched... That's why we don't talk about Batman 3 or 4 either, of the, the 89 series. Joel Schumacher. Yeah, we don't talk about those. Was it, wasn't Batman and Robin one of them? Yes, yeah. that was the fourth one. That was one of my favorite ones. How was that your favorite one? <laughs> because one of Arnold Schwarzenegger. Listen. <laughs> Chill out. Freeze. All right, all right, I can see you liking Batman and Robin in the same way you would like like The Room or or the Mario Brothers movie. I can, or, or Street I can agree to that. Yeah, like that. Like Street Fighter, Batman I've never and seen Robin. Street Fighter. You ever seen Street Fighter? No. Holy shit. What? I watch Street Fighter. Commentary track right now. That movie's fucking terrible. I'm going to tell you right now. <laughs> Chun-Li's like a news reporter. Like, I don't, I don't know what the fuck is happening. Like, she's uh, supposed to be a police officer. What like, Honda, a weird ha- transition. Honda's like a Hawaiian cameraman with a Hawaiian shirt. What the hell? It's like the worst. It's a it's the worst but the best. We have to watch it. Guile's like Jean-Claude Van Damme for some reason. <laughs> Ryu like does nothing. Does he even do anything in that movie? Not really. They does he fight throw... Bison at the end? I don't even remember. No, he does, they, do, they just fight random henchmen, but he does throw a Hadouken. But it's like really it's, <laughs> the whole one. <laughs> I mean, but it's really it, like this, they, this they try to write it shit, off. But as long as we get a Hadouken in there, it's passable. What? It's a really pitiful Hadouken. Like they try to write it off as like like some mystic. I don't know. I don't. It's just really, oh, like, so kind of like Dragon Ball Evolution trying to explain key. I didn't even fuck. No, that 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 shit doesn't exist. What the fuck is that? Is that a Game Boy Advance game? Like what? <laughs> Ryu just does the, the pose, and there's a brief flash of light, and then the, the guy just gets knocked back. It's, they didn't even show, like, a giant, huge fireball. Does he at least scream Hadouken? He doesn't even sh- shout it. That sucks. Hadouken! Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> you win! <laughs> Japan! <laughs> okay. It's my favorite one. <laughs> but but Raul Julia as M. Bison, that was his last role. Being M. Bison literally killed him. And But he was like the best M. Bison. He was. He was. He was great. Was he the only one? Yes. The only live action bison? Hell yeah. Unless well, he's I didn't like... know if Legend of Chun Li did bison either. Don't fuck that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'd never seen that movie. I'd rather Chun Li be a reporter than be in that movie. Jeez. Jeez, what a terrible movie. That's not even like bad good. I heard at like the very end of the movie they Teased Ryu. That's like Electra, bad. <laughs> but at least Electra is better than the new Fantastic Four movie. We is don't need it? to talk about that. <laughs> That's the film that must not be named. If 
everyone's opinion out there is uh, spot on. Apparently, the new, the new Hitman movie is probably worse than Fantastic Four. Really? Are you serious? Yeah. yeah like, people are, like, shitting all over all right, it. Alright, so, from what I've heard of the Fantastic Four movie, did you guys see it? No. No. Okay. <laughs> how dare so, you? From what I hear, it's the beginning of how they got their powers, a year time skip, and they're fighting Doom. Yeah, Wait, there's, like, a, there's a year time skip? What? Yeah, they, yeah, there's a year time skip, which skips God. the entire middle of the movie. Yeah, there's no So act it goes two. beginning end. Huh. No act two. I wonder what's worse. Do you think Pixels or Fantastic Four? Well, well, let's put it like this. The director of Fantastic Four, as soon as he finished editing the movie together and it was done and he was sending it in, he emailed the entire cast saying, this movie is better than 99% of Marvel movies out there. Bullshit. And one of the actors replied, I doubt it. Probably a thing. It's really weird because, um, I mean, I was listening to the, to these podcast episodes with Kevin Smith and Josh Trank was on them. And it, really, it seemed like everything was on track and he wasn't a crazy director. And, you know, there didn't seem to be a lot of production problems. And then maybe three days after I listened to one of the most recent episodes, like all these horror tales or just all these bad reviews started with Kotaku and then like the rest of them followed the next week after the premiere there was reports how Josh Trank he was hiring lawyers because um the well one like the reception to the movie was so bad he released this controversial tweet pretty much blaming the studio that he had an earlier cut of the movie but he was forced to scrap it and then other insider details came out, like citing really erratic behavior and just really bad production woes that happened on set, like uh, from the actors. They were saying how he was over controlling about the people's acting, and he was like forcing them. Oh yeah, saying, I saw he, that. Yeah, he was saying like, "Hey, the, uh, the act, he was telling the actors when to blink and not blink." And, and went to, like, breathe and stuff. It, yeah, I read that shit, and I was like, fucking, yo, this is fucking intense. Who directed that shit? Tommy Wiseau? Apparently. Well, I mean, yeah. it's, I mean I'm really upset, because jo- Josh Trank directed Chronicle, and Chronicle is a really badass, well-made movie, and you know, like, I don't understand what happened. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, he went crazy, apparently. He needed to stop directing. And well, and that and Fox went to the movie... They were making the movie for the wrong reasons, because, you know, they ha- they were like, oh, well, if you don't make a movie, the rights going to go back to Marvel, so let's try to like do... Like yeah. and Punisher, and Blade. And Ghost Rider, and Ghost Rider, and, Bl- and Blade, yeah. They should have let fucking Fantastic Four go, man. Can you imagine Doom being a part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe? I don't so badass. Fantastic Four, I'm gonna be honest. I mean, to be honest, if, uh, let's say that the studio would have dropped Fantastic Four this year... Like, so they would have dropped the rights to it. Marvel would have picked that shit up, like, tomorrow. And they would have had a movie out by next year just to add Doom into all of this bullshit. No, they'd be like, you know what, you guys, guys we, got, we got Fantastic Four back. This is what we got to do right now. I'll tell you this right now. We're going to put Doom in season two of Daredevil. <laughs> he's going to go to Latveria. He's going to be there. I don't know how he's going to get there. Maybe he's going to get a plane with the Punisher. But they're going to go there. And they're going to be in Latvia. I don't know where they got this, uh, this executive from Marvel, but uh, clearly he's from Brooklyn. They're going to go there, and they're going to be in Latveria, and Dr. Doom's going to be there, and that's all we need. Then we put him in uh, Phase 3, and we're done. Doom! Doom. 
Spoiler, I'm that executive. <laughs> That's how you're gonna end it. Doom! And then just fucking walk out. They're gonna like... I, I, even, I even have the scene in my head. It's like, they're gonna fly in on a plane... Matt Murdock and Frank Castle, they're going to be in Latveria. They're going to look up, it's going to be the castle, and then it's going to fade to black, and all you hear is, DOOM! <laughs> Credits. Dude, I'm telling you, one of these days we're going to spit out too good to be true fucking, like, idea, and someone's going to take it. You know what else? If they got fucking Fantastic Four back in Marvel, they could put Galactus in there, too. And Galactus not can't... Not a cloud? Yes, and not yeah, a like, cloud. Like, Galactus. And Silver Surfer, like, save that man. <laughs> Just get him get him out of whatever cage Fox is keeping him in. How you gonna chain up the silver server? How to fucking Doom just take the dude's surfboard? How you gonna turn Gladys to a cloud? How you gonna make Doom out of like fucking soda cans? <laughs> <laughs> How you gonna do any of these things, well, Fox? He the new Doom looks like he's made out of aluminum foil. So I'm saying soda cans. No, aluminum foil is too good for Doom. It's just Fucking Reynolds rap Doom. Reynolds <laughs> Reynolds Rev needs to put that out. So, do, do you two, like, can you clarify, is Doom in this movie, like, a hacker or not a hacker? Because I, I, I have conflicting sources or, like, Okay, so here's the problem with Doom. They keep trying to give this man superpowers. Stop it. Just let <laughs> Doom be Doom. Like, that's what he does. They always, like, apparently this fucking movie, for the first half of the movie, he was like, yeah... I want to work on, like, curing us and blah, blah, blah. After the year time skip, he was just a villain because fuck it. Oh, that's... What? Okay. It's not, he's not Doom. That's that's the problem. Is like, that that's not Doom. That's, like, some guy calling himself Doom. That's not Dr. Doom. Dr. Doom's a fucking dictator. Dr. Doom got a, bo- a book of fucking magic and a book of science, and he put them together, and that's Doom. He got a mask and some gloves, and he got, he got a fucking cape. He got a throne. He got a chalice. <laughs> He got some fucking mystic arts on one hand. He's got some science beams on the other hand. That's it. See, I feel like every single version of Doom keeps trying to give him superpowers. And, like, that's not what Doom focuses on. It's not. Okay, so I'm looking at a, at a picture of this Dr. Doom. Aluminum he legit. He legit looks like he's wearing a BDSM mask with the zipper over the mouth, and it has like weird green electricity like coming from with. It looks, it looks really bad. The problem is, is, is you can't call him Doom. You from now on, when you refer to this guy, you got to call him Doctor Reynolds. Doctor Reynolds. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, this this is so painful to look at. All right, let's move on. Let's get out of this. George Miller Superman would be great. There's it gonna will be, be like great. a fire and like a guitar, I think, something like that. Some some dust, some like a dirty car gonna be in there, and that's it. <laughs> he's he's gonna he's gonna pick it up. It'll be a great movie. <laughs> is, it, is that all he's gonna do with the car? Pick it up? Yeah, because that's what Superman does. He doesn't. You see fucking Superman driving a car? You ever seen that? No, no, I'm saying he's not gonna to. put it down somewhere. He's gonna, he's pick just it gonna up. fucking hold it the you whole goddamn seen, movie. Have you ever seen the cover of Action Comics? One, what's he doing? He's picking up a fucking car. <laughs> That's all he does. He doesn't ride in them. He picks them up. I don't know what he does with them. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't ask him. He's fucking Superman. You gonna ask him what he does? No, you gonna let him do his Batman shit. Batman will. 
And that's why we're having Batman vs. Superman right now. Because he's the only guy who's going to fucking ask Superman this questions. Because this is Grand Theft Auto Metropolis, and Superman is stealing all the cars and getting five stars, six stars, and the army's going after him. And then the seventh star is Batman, and Batman's like, no, fuck you. And then and then he you know drops in via the Batwing, and they start punching it out. And, and then Superman dies, wasted, and credits. But then he comes back in the fucking hospital, and he's like, I'm all right. He just dropped all his weapons. Who would even be the villain in the George Miller Superman? Lex Luthor? Again? Or, um... Brainiac. Doomsday? There's rumors that Wonder Woman's gonna fight Doomsday in Batman vs. Superman. Yeah, apparently Doomsday's gonna be in this one. Because they don't have enough shit in this movie already. Jesus. Yeah. I feel like this movie's gonna be a clusterfuck of superheroes. They should've just called this movie Injustice. Because that's what it's turning into. See, they should have I mean, saved Doomsday into a separate film, and they could have made, like, the death and return of Superman. It's- Wait, Chris, you ever see, um, Superman 2? Yes. Was Superman 2 the one where he went back in time, or was that Superman 3? That was Superman 3. That was Superman 3. Okay, so yeah. here's my th- here's my thing for Su- Batman versus Superman. What if the end of that movie has Superman going back in time and stopping himself from killing Zod? And, like, saving the people of Metropolis. That is some really bold And, like, really fucking undoing everything. Because maybe what happens is that Batman needs to stop Superman because he's so fucking out of his mind that the only only solution ends up going back in time and undoing this, like, terrible nightmare future. See, they could go... They could go time travel one of two ways if they want to stay loyal to the source material. One, you know, a nod to Superman 3 where he flies around the world so fast that it, it, like, reverses time to, like, I don't know, like... a couple days before or they could just pull it from like the new 52 where I think it was like Superboy Prime or one of the he Superman. punches reality he, he punches reality literally punches yeah. reality in the face that's and your then, ending like, fractures. you're gonna have yeah. him punch reality yes <laughs> yes cause why not <laughs> I mean or they can use the flash cause that cause there was speed what, force yeah what they're leading up to is a a Justice League movie obviously but I don't know. It seems like they're already they're already throwing so much shit that it's like, how are you gonna clear this all up within like three movies? What if Man of Steel two is good version of Superman fighting this version of Superman that's become like an emperor? So Superman's his own villain, like Justice Lord Superman. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, that would be, so be pretty cool. I really hope it all leads up to eventual like adaptation of Kingdom Come. That'd be so badass. And then you just have old man Superman. Or even 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 older Superman, he's like oh, strapped to an exoskeleton, and he has bat robots. Oh, that'd be that'd be sweet. You said old man Superman, and I immediately just thought old man Logan. Any old version of a character is immediately cooler than their younger version. Except for except for old man Superman is not having shitty days like old man Logan. That's old true. man old man Superman. All he has is like gray temples. That's it. And he's still he's still OP. He's still young looking. And he, like, doesn't wear a shirt for, like, a lot of the book. It's great. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> so, comic talk now. Um, who wants to start? I what, what, want to what start. What books do we got first? I want to oh, start. You want to present to the class? Yeah, let's present to the class. All right, Chris, what, did you, what do you have to present to the class? I, I have a bone to pick with Justice League 43. Unfortunately, we had a really humorous conversation about this earlier in the week, and it was a shame that it happened on Facebook Messenger and not in person or with a microphone. But 
I had so many wonderful daydream-like expectations for this book because at the end of 42, Wonder Woman uses the lasso of truth to pull off Metron from the Mobius chair. And Batman's like, I got this. So he, he, he sits down on the Mobius chair and Batman becomes a new god. He's all glowing with blue lines and his, his sigil is all white and blue. And his eyes are glowing and he's like, I know everything. And I was like, "Oh shit! He's gonna he's gonna travel through time. He's gonna he's gonna punch Darkseid in the face with his new god powers. It's gonna be epic." But no, as so eloquently phrased by Stan early in the week, he just becomes Captain Exposition, and <laughs> that's exactly what happened. This issue was so boring. Like I, he becomes the god of exposition. That's he all really, he does. That's his superpower, and uh it's just I was expecting like. Amazing reality warping badass things Batman can do with all that knowledge and all that power, but no, he's just like a dignified Wikipedia page or <laughs> Siri app. I don't know. This issue it doesn't really propel the events forward that much. I mean, I guess on Batman's side or the rest of the Justice League side, it's very slow. And they progress a little bit with Superman. So Superman and Lex Luthor, they're stuck on Apocalypse because Lex Luthor's sister uses a mother box to transport him there. Supes and Lex, they're trying to get out. And since there's no sunlight or there's no yellow sun nearby on Apocalypse, Superman is losing his powers and they're screwed because all of Apocalypse are, are after them and they're chasing them down. Meanwhile, Batman's in his chair. He's like, I know everything. And he's trying to figure out what's going on. So they find out who Grail is. And that's the daughter of Darkseid. And this Amazon lady named Marina Black. And they just fill in context on what's happened. But this is all information the reader already knows. But the rest of the mm-hmm. Justice League doesn't know. So it's just it's just redundant. And then all of a sudden, Scott Free slash Miracle Man shows up. And he's like, I'm here to help you guys. Batman and Green Lantern, they piece off. Because Batman's like, well, the chair doesn't have all the answers about the anti-monitor. So it's telling me to go to the edge of the universe. So I'm going to go over here. And Green Lantern's like, let me come with you. It's been a long time since we hung out. And I love you. So let's go together. Batman's like, whatever. So they they teleport away. (laughs) The rest of the Justice League, they're teleported away back to Earth where they witness the Anti-Monitor and the forces of Darkseid, they show up on Earth and they're about to face off. In the last panel, Lex Luthor gets really desperate because Superman can't fly, he can't use any of his powers. So he's like, I got an idea! I'm gonna drop you into the flames of Apocalypse because that's thermal energy, so that'll give you your powers back. Lex Luthor is flying and he drops Superman to this giant flame pit. And I don't know, it doesn't really explain it that well, but my theory is that the energies of Apocalypse corrupted Superman because he falls into the pit, and then the next second, Superman flies out, and he's all irradiated. His costume appears black and white, and he's shooting laser beams out of his eyes, but they're like black laser beams. So I don't know, I think he got corrupted by the Apocalyptic fire, and he's like, Luther, I will kill you, and then that's what happens. He's like negative Superman. Yeah, pretty much. And all, all in all, I had so many hopes for, for Bat God. He was just sitting in his chair, just blobbing off facts, and he's not doing anything really cool with the chair. Because the chair the chair doesn't just provide knowledge, it can teleport to like different dimensions and realities. 
I wanted him to, you know, do something really cool, like summon all the Batman from every universe and get an army of Batman together and take on Apocalypse by himself with Bat God leading in the front. But, nope. So. Nope. My, the, the fucking worst thing is that the, the previous issue, he's like, who's the Joker? And he's like, oh my god, I know who the Joker is. And no one else in the Justice League is like, you, you gonna fucking tell us? <laughs> You're going to let us know? Or you're just going to keep that to yourself, Batman? And so th- what's what I'm thinking of is that after he gets off the chair, he's just going to forget everything. He's not going to know who the fuck the Joker is. Also, if he could do anything, he, he could have just gone back in time and saved his parents. Exactly. He could have gone back in time and prevented Grail from ever being born or from the anima- anti-monitor from ever being... Well, actually, would not really. He doesn't really know what the anti-modern is, but could have just gone back in time and like undone some key event where this apocalypse on Earth wouldn't have never happened. So I'm just really disappointed. I had so many things I wanted that God to do, and he forsaken me. Yeah, I was like so not interested with what's going on right now in Justice League that I actually I didn't pick up this issue, even though I have the previous like 20 issues of Justice League in a row. Like I've been collecting them for the last 20 issues. And I just thought, like, I don't give a fuck anymore. I don't care about this Dark Side War. I don't care about Dark Side. I don't care about the Anti Monitor. I don't care about anything that's happening right now. I don't give a fuck about Apocalypse. I just want to know how the fuck Lex Luthor like takes control of the Justice League, and it's taking too goddamn long to get there. Like I don't care anymore. Like I'll wait for this event to finish, and then I'll, maybe I'll pick yeah, it up. Yeah, I, I think after but this, I just like I couldn't. I, after this, I'm not gonna buy Justice League 44. I'm just like too disappointed. Yeah, unless unless he does some crazy shit in the next mm-hmm. issue, like... I mean, which is a shame, because I've never heard of this artist before, but uh, Jason for Black, like, he reminds me so much of Jim Lee's art, but I feel like yeah. it's better. And, like, the col- the colorless, the inking guys who, on this... Like, the, it's such a beautiful book. Like, just looking at the cover, looking at Bat God, it looks so epic. I'm like, oh, I want you to do all the things, but no, you, you, just, you just talk, and talk, and, and you just teleport away, and what are you doing? I just... I don't understand why they want to do so much exposition in these comics. Like, Secret Wars 5 had the same issue. It's like, why are you telling the reader shit that we already know? We have Wikipedia. We have the back issues. You just... You, this is what you do. You have, like, Batman be like, alright, guys, I'm gonna tell you exactly what happens. Then you go to the next scene where all that exposition is already out of the way. And you spend the rest of the issue doing cool shit. You know? It's, like, needless. Exactly. But, yeah. There you go. That was my woes about Bat God not being the true Bat God. It's the Bat Antichrist. That's what it is. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> there would have to be a Bat Christ first. I think Grant Morrison's take on Batman would be like Bat God. Because with Grant Morrison, especially with his run on JLA, it ran with the characterization that Batman was the guy who literally had a plan for everything. So, like, in the first run of JLA, like, Batman figures out... Um, it was about all the White Martians that were invading... And Batman figures it out really early on, so he like pretty much single-handedly kills them all with a match, and it's epic. Grant, Mor- Grant Morrison's Batman, and he's Bat Guy because he just does the most insane, over-the-top, and convoluted but amazing things to get out of situations, and it's so impro- improbable, but he still figures it out anyway. So that's my vote for Bat God. But this guy, this guy right here, is the false prophet. Don't believe in his lies or his chair. All right. Well, thank you. So, this week, I picked up Star Wars number 8. Now, I know earlier on I said that I didn't see a reason to follow Star Wars because it seemed to be covering the same shit. You know, stuff we already knew, 
stuff that that didn't really like move away from the source material. But recently, Star Wars has really picked up, and it's been really interesting because they've they've sort of like they've established the base of the storyline. Now they're moving out to like you know doing these crazy shit where you'd have like Vader. The moment where Vader finds out that Luke is his son, and you get to see these other like crazy things. Like two issues ago, you find out that Han Solo is married to this woman named Santa Solo. And this issue just continues it because um, Luke decides that he, he he's kind of on the quest to figure out what it means to be a Jedi, sort of, since Ben's not around anymore to teach him. So what he's doing is he went back to Tatooine, and that's where he got into a fight with Boba Fett, which was fucking cool. That was, like, a great fight, which was, I think, an issue Oh, wait, six wait, 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 wait. You, you can't just name drop Boba Fett. Like, so he gets out of the Sarlacc pit? No, this is before Empire. Oh, it is. So he's oh, not... Okay. Yeah, Star Wars takes place between this. This ongoing is between Episode Four and Five. So, this is this sets up all well, the events of Empire. So, this is the first time they interact with Boba Fett and Luke. Luke, who is like an untrained Jedi, fights Boba Fett in Uncle Be- Uncle Ben. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Ben Kenobi. Ben. Uncle Ben Kenobi's old hut or whatever. So they had like this crazy fight a couple issues ago and. Luke just barely survives, and he he comes out with this book from Ben, which ends up being just a bunch of stories or whatever. And um, one of the stories ends up being issue seven because um, the previous issue of Star Wars was all about Ben on Tatooine with Luke as a toddler, which is a great issue. So Luke decides that he needs to go back to where the Jedi used to be, which is Coruscant, which is the Jedi Temple that you know Anakin fucking decimated, basically. <coughs> so. He's got this new, this new like quest to go back to Coruscant, but he needs to, he needs to somehow get there because that's where the fucking Empire is. You know, the Empire is Coruscant, so he goes to Nar Shaddaa, which is the smuggler moon, and all the fucking criminals in the galaxy go there, basically. So he goes like to the nastiest bar he can find, and he just walks in, and he just comes in like a fucking badass. Like I need help getting to this planet. You know, nobody in the fucking bar takes kindly to him. So Luke gets in this crazy bar fight. Luke is just all over. He's like, oh, fuck, shit. it's crazy. He just walks in. He's like, I'm, I picked out the fucking hardest fucking bar in Nar Shaddaa, which is like the place. It's like the cantina times a thousand. He just walks in and he's like, I need some help. And they're like, basically the, their response is, you know, kill him, rob him, and feed him to the scum squids. <laughs> So he, that's what he says. He's like, he just walks in and he's like, I'm, I'm looking for passage. And they're like, I'm going to fucking kill you first. So he gets into this crazy bar fight. And he's getting thrown around. He's punching people in the face. He's literally fighting everyone in the bar, which is fucking awesome. And then he pulls out his lightsaber. <laughs> like, he's just like, that's enough. And he whips out his lightsaber. And everyone's like, holy shit, this is a Jedi. The guy, he's like, I'll take you to Coruscant, but first I need your lightsaber as payment. And he's like, I'm not giving you my lightsaber. And he's like, you're going to have to give me your lightsaber if you want to go to Coruscant. And he's like, you're going to have to take the lightsaber for me. And he's like, well, that's what I'm going to do. And um, apparently there's this bounty hunter in the background. And the bounty hunter kind of steals Luke's lightsaber away from him. And so now Luke and everyone in the bar are all chasing after this guy who has a lightsaber to try to get the lightsaber back. And that's that's where we leave Luke off in this issue. But it's it's so fucking awesome to see Luke not being like this passive guy who just sits back and lets all this shit happen to him, which is kind of what happens in Empire. 
Right, he just kind of like, oh, I need to go save my friends, and he gets his ass beat by Darth Vader. This one, he's like, I'm gonna Narsha, I'm gonna find the worst bar, and I'm gonna kick someone's ass, and I'm gonna make them take me to Coruscant. I'm like, holy shit, Luke, like, calm down. But um, the the other half of the issue is Luke and Leia, not Luke and Leia, Han Han and Leia trapped on this um, on this planet, being pursued by Imperials, and they get. Um, basically ambushed by someone who's supposedly Han's wife. And, you know, spoiler apparently he's already married. And Leia's like, this is some bullshit. <laughs> and so, so, she's like, I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take Leia and we're gonna sell her to the Imperials. And then you're gonna come back home with me, Han. And he's like, I, what? <laughs> and Leia basically pulls a gun on both of them and is like, leave me the fuck out of this. And basically that's where the issue ends. The Imperials come down and try to fuck them all up. But, yeah, Star Wars has been getting crazy. And it's really cool to see these things like Luke basically being a badass, trying to go to Coruscant. And I'm really interested to see Luke go back to Coruscant because that's where Anakin went and murdered everyone. So it's it's going to be really cool to see him go back. Um, and to see Coruscant in, like, the... After the Revenge of the Sith, because you don't you don't really see Coruscant during the original trilogy, so it'll be interesting to see I don't how think it's, you ever see it. Yeah, you don't really see it at all, so it'll be interesting to see how it ends up um, looking after the events of Sith. after all that child murder. Yeah, after all that child murder, and have Luke like basically walk through those halls, and um, yeah. So like when I first started reading Star Wars, I was very upset that it kind of wasn't doing anything special, and I thought Vader was. A much better comic because it focused just on Vader. And um, recently, Star Wars has been surprising me because they've been doing these different situations that really, like, even though you know that they were going to kind of make it to Empire, it's kind of interesting to see them get into these situations where it's like, oh, you know, Luke's Luke's meeting Boba Fett, Luke's going to Coruscant, you know, Han Solo has a wife. It's it's all these crazy situations that you that you wouldn't necessarily expect happen that are happening, which makes this a great read I think like even something as simple as someone stealing Luke's lightsaber yeah we know he he gets it back but it's just a question of how yeah it's how what does he go through to get it back yeah and is he gonna actually get this guy and bring him to Coruscant and is he gonna make it to Coruscant and what the hell happens to Han's wife and are they still married or like what the hell's going on with that you know so it's like all these all these questions that keep you hooked and um they recently changed artists um, the new artist on the, on Star Wars is Stuart Imanen, I think his name is, and he does a really good job. Um, the early issues of Star Wars was kind of going towards really photorealistic art to make it look like the movies exactly, and the new artist really does a good job of like keeping how they look in the movies, but kind of making them slightly more expressive and comic booky. And so it's great when you see things like Luke getting thrown into a table at a bar or him, like, leaping over a group of, of you know, like, criminals to get his lightsaber. It's just, it's all this, like, awesome action. Shit explodes, there's, like, lightning. So the art's really good, and I think Star Wars is, is proving itself to be one of the better or probably the best books, which I was surprised because I figured Vader w- would be that one. But Vader's kind of dipping, and Star Wars is kind of... Wait, Stan, playing. how is 
Vader's dipping because I remember like in past episodes you were you were in love and, with Vader and yeah, Vader's fucking awesome. But recently it's it's been kind of in a lull because they're I think gearing up for the Vader event that's coming up or whatever. Wait, is it a crossover um, event? So right now they're yeah, it's gonna be it's called Vader Down I think, and it's gonna cross through Star Wars and into Vader. So see the problem with Star Wars initially was that. Um, Star Wars and Vader both told the same story, but from different perspectives. So, Vader's perspective was just fucking amazing for each issue. So, I just, I thought that's why uh, Vader was a better book. And then Vader just kept getting crazier. Yeah, Vader was getting to some crazy ass things. And in theory, um, Vader, like, doing this crazy, like, credit heist or whatever to get money is also pretty awesome, but I don't know, it's kind of I don't know, I'm having a hard time right now kind of getting into it, but I think that'll change once Vader Down starts whereas for Star Wars it started kind of like, eh like the first issue was kind of cool and then there was that issue where Luke saw Vader before Vader knew that he was like Luke, and then after that I was kind of like, eh and then I considered dropping it, but then it started getting good, like Luke fighting Boba Fett and I was like I gotta read this to see what the fuck happens between him and Boba Fett like I wanna see the fight so of course I'm gonna buy the next issue and then after that it's like oh now Han's got a fucking wife and then the next issue's like now that here's a story about like here's a one off about Ben Kenobi in Tatooine where he has to save a toddler version of Luke Skywalker and I'm like well I gotta fucking read that cause that's cool and now they're back and they're like guess what Luke's gonna go to Coruscant and I was like I can't fucking stop now cause it's too good you're giving me too many good fucking things You're to too like, invested. experience. You're too invested, Dan. They got you. I'm, I'm way too invested. It's like, oh, this shit's happening now. It's like, oh, you want to leave? He's going to go Coruscant. Oh, you want to leave? Motherfucker's got a wife. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a good thing that they hooked you then. Yeah, it's a good thing. I'm, I'm really pleasantly surprised with the turn that Star Wars has made and I totally before I'm like changing my answer before I was like I don't know if you this, this is only if you really want to know but it wasn't like critical but now they're kind of making it critical and they're really expanding on the um, the whole background story of Star Wars and they're like fleshing out this in between shit because I thought it was going to be just like yeah whatever like fuck oh we're going to go do some shit we're going to fight some stormtroopers or shit and then it's going to be Empire I'm like who the fuck cares but then they do all this crazy shit, and it's like, well, now I care. So now I recommend you pick up Star Wars if you're interested in these characters. That's my pick of the week. Well, for my pick of the week was um, The Walking Dead issue 145. So in the last issue, it left off where um, where this new group like killed off a bunch of major characters from uh, from Rick's group. So, the whole question was, how is Rick going to handle it? Well, he, he decides that he's not going to handle it. He's not, he's not going to fight them. He was just pretty much like, fuck it. Like, whatever happened, it happened. I don't care. Because he feels that if he goes back to the ways that he was, or that he used to be, that um, his group will no longer respect him and see him as a leader. And he'll feel like that he'll get too caught up in revenge to actually, like, I guess keep Negan alive also. Because I feel like once he falls into that revenge aspect, he's the next thing he's doing is killing Negan. Because that dude has done way too much to Rick's group. But um, 
half of Rick's group, including Michonne, disagree with him. And Andrea's just kind of on the fence. She's like, I don't know what we should do. And Carl pulled out a gun on Michonne, which was like the most epic scene ever. Just, I don't know. Something about it was like, because throughout this whole series, since Michonne was introduced, like, uh, Rick never trusted her at first, but Carl was really close to her. And to see that, like, Michonne has snapped to the point where, like, her best friend pulled out a gun on her just shows, like, how crazy she got. That's messed up. Is Carl visibly aged? Uh, yeah. Is he, like, an adult or, like, a teenager? He's still a teenager. This so is only, like, a few years. So he's teen Gohan right Kind now. of. I'm gonna say he's, he's like, a good 16 years old. How old was he when, this, when the series started? Uh, I believe like 12. Okay. 12 or, or maybe... Are they aging in real time 10? or...? I don't think so. Okay. Because this, this series has been going on for 10 years. Sure. So, I mean, I would like to see a really like older version of Carl. And he has one eye, so they're gonna he looks do a badass time, They're going to do a time skip for the Boo Saga. Carl will be an adult and be fine. No, because then he'll be like a fucking nerd. He'll be Gohan. <laughs> but Gohan was a badass for his like child, teenage life. And then he was just, what is this it's shit? It's because of Chi-Chi. Chi-Chi's like, no, I don't want you to be a pushover like your dad. No, just, I want you to... But it's not true, because then look at Goten. She allows Goten to train for his whole life. Because she got her one kid to be an academic, and now he's like, I don't give a fuck. Let Goten do whatever the fuck he wants, because he's the second kid. And you know once you have the one kid, you do like everything you can to raise him the way you want him. And then the second time you have the second kid, you're like, I don't give a fuck anymore. Dude, he can do whatever the fuck he wants. Let him train all day. Let him go fucking eat fucking donuts with Goku. Who gives a shit? Let him take a bath in a fucking barrel in the backyard. And, I don't and, care. and like, I mean, Goten being the youngest, like, he's more spoiled. Because all he does is like go on adventures with Trunks in Dragon Ball Super. So, so and like, she's just like, I don't, I don't know what they're doing. You know, whatever. I mean, even fucking Trunks. Trunks is like this this eight-year-old douchebag. Yeah, he's super like, spoiled. Because, fuck. He's super spoiled because he never lost his parents. So he never, and because Bulma, Bulma runs he, Capsule Corp and it's like the most amazing, it's probably like the most successful company on the planet. Listen, here's the thing. This is the theory. This is the Batman Tony Stark theory, okay? You either lose your parents and become Bruce Wayne or you keep your parents and you become a douchebag like fucking Tony Stark. So, so Trunks lost his family, and he became Bruce Wayne. He became a total badass. And then in this timeline, he never lost his parents, so he became a fucking billionaire playboy you know who's a dickhead. You know what sucks about the uh, the fucking Boo Saga is it ruined two of my favorite characters in like in like the fucking instant Gohan for one and Trunks. And Trunks. I'm gonna argue with you and say that they didn't really ruin Trunks because future Trunks is still around. Just in a separate timeline. Yeah. But but future okay. So So once it, Future Trunks stopped being around and it was this douchebag nine year old. In theory, Kid Trunks is like the trunks you never liked to begin with. Yeah. Because he trunks. never grew up to be future trunks. Yeah. But then However, even, Gohan did grow up to be a nerd, yeah. so there's that. I do, however, like Future Gohan. Future Gohan Future, was Future Gohan badass. was awesome. Like, no arm, but still a badass. And then he died, and, and then Future Trunks is like, oh, Super Saiyan. See, so so what the Cell Saga did 
was show me what I wanted Gohan to be and, and what I wanted Trunks to be and then took that both away. It was like, well, no. Fuck you. This is the peace timeline where everyone becomes a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Walking Dead. Dead. Yeah, so Walking Dead. <laughs> so, I think overall, Andrea's probably gonna convince Rick to, like, fucking fight this other group. Um, Michonne already declared that she's going to war. Like, it's happening. So, now it's just the question, is Rick gonna follow? Is Rick, uh, for once, done being a leader and, like, finally gonna give the mantle to someone else? I think Michelle would do great, like, fucking these people up. It's never gonna happen. Why? Because he's Rick. That's like Goku giving up the fucking... The <laughs> I mean, Goku, Goku did give up the mantle. For like so what? For, for, an ep- for a single episode, and then he was back. <laughs> he went to go. He went to go on vacation for a while. Even when he fucking kills Cell, he still got to show up behind the fucking guy. That's true. He's like, oh, I'm still here. Yeah, Don't worry. Fa- Don't worry. I'm still there here to go. kill him. I'm not really gone. I'm right here. I don't get it. How does Chi Chi <laughs> tell the fucking kid, the 13 year old kid? Who killed the most powerful being in the universe at, the time. at that time? And that to he their needs knowledge. to fucking stop fighting and go. See, to what I think. How do you convince your What I about? think maybe Gohan, well, partially pressured by Chi Chi, but I think Gohan, he felt so guilty about like you know getting his his dad killed. Pretty much, he's like maybe he just did like a vow, a vow of peace, like he would never fight again. Because, like, cause when you're a 13-year-old kid, then and, and then you and then you, you had the, all the chance, or all the opportunity, and the power, and the opportunity to kill Cell uh, right, on the, right on the bat, but you didn't, and then you caused your, your dad to die. You know, I mean, that would... And he's also, like, 12 or 13. I think that would do a lot of serious psychological damage and trauma. I mean, that also brings me back to my theory when we talked about uh, Dragon Ball Z Resurrection F. That, uh... Gohan was probably so scarred by that that he just like quit fighting completely until he absolutely needed until to. Until he became the great Saiyan man. There's also seven years of peace. Yeah. Yeah, there's like seven years of peace between Cell and the beginning of the Boo Saga, so it's like, what the fuck are you gonna do? You know? Who, who are you gonna fight? Ghostbusters. <laughs> yeah, who are you gonna call? <laughs> I don't know, man. So did you like this issue of The Walking Dead? Yeah, it was really good. Of The Walking Dead. I recommend Ballsy. it. 10 out of 5. 10 out of 5. Too many bananas. That's your rating. <laughs> so tonight, um, Fear the Walking Dead, the, the spin-off prequel Woo! AMC series. Well, as of our recording tonight, when this goes live, it'll already been gone. So next ep- next week, we'll we'll definitely talk about it. <laughs> But uh, what reactions? Did you guys see the trailer or the the opening sequence they teased like a couple days um, ago? I'm going into this shit completely blind. Besides the fact that I know the plot, like mm-hmm. I know I know what it's based about, but that's that's all I know. Okay, I saw the beginning trailer. I, I didn't watch no trailers. I didn't watch shit. What? <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't watch shit. <laughs> Uh, he didn't watch shit. He didn't watch shit, Chris. That's what he's saying. Oh. That's what he's trying to tell oh, you. Okay. There Wake you up. 
Wait. Uh, my my laptop, I like skipped. Like Andy, you just broke my laptop. All I heard was shit, and then it froze. And I was like, wait, what happened? <laughs> he was so like intense with his answer that he f- completely froze your computer. Going back to Dragon Ball Z, I felt like like Super Saiyan Gotenks when they screamed so hard they ripped into another dimension. That's what I just did. Super Nerd Pals, your number one Dragon Ball Z podcast. So when, when I watched the trailer, um, I was really, really excited because we uh, get some... Because act- oh, I'm not as caught up on the comics, but we get some answers, maybe, about how all this not- zombie virus stuff started. And I really like the main character, or one of the main characters. He's the the guy who plays the dad. I can't remember his name at the moment, but he's, he, he's done really cool roles that uh, I admire. Like... Um, he was the CIA counterterrorism director from Live Free and Die Hard. He was the villain in uh, Commando or one of the Arnold Schwarzenegger movies. I think it was Commando. Um, it might be something else. And this is the first time I've seen him other than Live Free or Die Hard where he's playing a protagonist. And um, I feel like he gets usually typecast as villains, but... Like his performance in the trailer so far looks really good, and I'm excited. How do you know he's not going to become a villain? Well, well, that's yeah, that's perfectly valid too. So, when society goes to shit, what do you think? What are your hopes and expectations for? I hope they actually explain this this outbreak in some way, shape, or form. Because the Walking Dead comic is just like, yeah, it's an apocalypse. All right, deal with it. Mm. Well, it's like everyone's already infected. Everyone is That's doomed. The That's the thing with The Walking Dead. Yeah. What he said. Everyone is infected, but... So, like, if you die, like, of any cause, you just reanimate. Yeah. Unless your head, like, blows up. But they don't know what's the cause of this. And they don't... They still... Like, they touched on that they acknowledge this, but they never, like, actually... Because well, it's not the point, right? The so, point is, like, the, the living. Well, I mean, I, I would hope that the... Uh, the the point would to be to eventually find a cure. No, I think the point is to just get over it. <laughs> just fucking. I mean, they touched on that animals can't get sick, so why? Like they don't they don't get infected. They're not infected. It only infects humans. So why wouldn't someone try to like figure this shit out? Because they're too busy like eating out of cat food cans and swimming in <laughs> pools to figure it out. Are they swimming in your post-apocalyptic pool? I should hope so. <laughs> Where else are they going to swim? Not your pool. So but you yeah. want answers. I want, we both want answers. I want answers. answers. Yeah, all the answers blew up with the CDC blew up. The comic book. But, like, isn't this going to... Is this canon even? Like, even if they do explain it, is this going to be canon or is this just canon to the TV series? I mean, I guess we would have to see what Robert Kirkman says. Isn't he on this show? Like, isn't he like? He has he has a lot of uh, a lot of say on what happens. Did anyone ever ask him why the Walking Dead TV show is garbage? No. Oh. Everyone seems <laughs> to think it's just as amazing as the comic books. Realistically, Do you think that? hell no. Do you think that? Chris? I'm sorry. What was the question? Um, I wake up your fucking uh, naps. <laughs> Like, like the question was like, fucking Bruce Wayne not enough yeah, for the corner over here. Um, it's so and so. I kind of I, I kind of lost interest a little bit after season three. 
Mm. Let's be real. I thought that this series was amazing. Once I started reading the comics, I started thinking this series was garbage. But I, I still watch it because I want to see if, they, if they're going to finally like do something right. <laughs> well, they said it was going to be like a slow burn. I remember reading something how it's not going to happen all at once. And it's going to like slowly, society slowly going to crumble over however many episodes. I don't know. I just want to see something good. Like, I, I gave up on Walking Dead after season two. I was like, I don't even give a fuck. I don't care. I want to see characters from the video games show up in this one. I want to, I want see, to some... see Clementine. Yeah, I want to see Clementine and Lee. And... Well, Lee's dead. Not in the time of... First of all, spoiler, okay? <laughs> Second of all... First off, if you haven't played Walking Dead season one, what the fuck is wrong with you? That game is amazing. That game is so good. Yes. It made me cry. Made you cry? Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty sad. I, but if it's Fear the Walking Dead, it hasn't happened yet, so you can have Lee in there. That's true. But then this this show also takes place. It starts off in California, right? Doesn't have to end there, though. They're they're not on the West Coast. Uh, Lee and Clementine, I know that. They're in Georgia. They're, yeah. So yeah, I mean, so it would be more make more sense if they do like a prequel for like the current main Walking Dead but well where does the current main Walking Dead take place oh it starts off in Georgia they both start off in Georgia yeah yeah well so... and the fear of the Walking Dead takes place in LA or California <clears throat> well do we know do we know where Lee got arrested at the beginning of Walking Dead season one no right in in season one yeah there's only two like possibilities for him it's either Clementine leaves him to die. No, not the ending, the beginning. Oh, the beginning. Where he gets arrested. He's in the cop car. Yeah. Do you know where he got arrested? Was he in... Did they ever say, like, where he was before? Where his family was? I, I believe he was just from Georgia. Oh, okay. I believe. So what? They, they do whatever the fuck they want with the fucking plot line. They can put Lee in L.A. I don't give a fuck. The TV show doesn't, doesn't like, adhere to the comic series. Just put Clementine. Just make a TV show about the fucking video games. Because that's, uh, that's the only Walking Dead thing that I really follow, are the video games. It's so good, though. I haven't played Season 2 yet. Really? Come on. Season 2 is great. Better than Season 1? Did you play Season 2? I please? haven't yet, actually. So, My bad. I'm, just, I'm disappointing you all the time. Yes. <laughs> I think. I think it's better. I haven't played Season 1 in oh, a while. Oh, I thought you meant yes to his Well, that too. That too. <laughs> I'm such a both, failure. Both. Let's let's not get it twisted. It's both. You should really play season two because you it really builds on Clementine's like upbringing that happened in the first season because you control Clementine now. So now you have more agency over how she develops as as the series. Is goes it a time on. skip? Is, does it take place like a year after end of season one, or is it just? It's a slight. It's a slight um, time skip. She's a little bit older. In season two, and you get to really develop what kind of person she's going to eventually how, turn into. How does where does it pick up from? Um, Are she, you with those other two? She leaves. Yeah, she leaves Omid and and Krista and Krista, and you know some shit goes down, and then it skips a little bit. Oh, okay. So that's where. Yeah, because I was up. I was just so concerned at the end of season one, like, the fuck is she gonna do with Krista and Omid? Omid, like. Has this fucked up leg, and Krista's just a bitch. Oh jeez, <laughs> I don't like Krista. 
I wanted her to die, but well, he. I don't. I don't know how they're gonna start season three. That's my because the the different endings you can get are totally like different depending on what you do. So it's not even like um slightly different. Yeah, like season one was like slightly different endings. This is you can get completely different outcomes depending on how you play. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. So I guess we'll watch it and we'll come back and we'll Definitely. talk about that, right? Yeah, for sure. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. I'm giving it probation. Probation. Okay. Yeah. Tentatively, we'll watch, but may not care. Stan, how many episodes uh, w- would you sit through and then you know give it up if it, if it doesn't pass your probation? Like first two episodes, three. I'll give it about three or four episodes before I decide if I'm going to keep... I'll give it the full season. Okay. I don't have as much patience as just, you, I guess. Just for one reason, like, Gotham started off really disappointing, but it ended pretty strong. I got the fucking complete opposite where I thought it started pretty cool, then it just... I don't know what the fuck happened. Chris just, like, died for a second, <laughs> but... Yeah. <laughs> I just, it just It just cut out for, like, ten seconds. I'm sorry. Uh, Andy, uh, I wanted to drop this other piece of Walking Dead rumor mill stuff. There's a lot of speculation that John Hamm will play Negan in season six. So I wanted to pick your brain about that. Do you you think the show... I mean, we kind of touched on this before. You said um, AMC will probably tone down. So the only only way that I'll be satisfied with AMC doing Negan... Is if they want to censor the show. Like they're gonna have to censor some shit, obviously. But I don't I don't care if they put like a watered down version on AMC, but I want an extremely uncut version for DVD Blu-ray. I want Negan to his fullest on that DVD. Well, and I'm curious, like when you're watching the show, do you think it's like Walking Dead's not gory or bloody enough? I mean, or do you think they, they'll push the envelope even more if Negan is part of this? I feel like it's very watered down. Uh, there's there's a lot of things that they haven't done for, for like, convenience purposes. Like Rick's hand, for example. Yeah. Or Carl being shot in the yeah, eye. Yeah, or um, in the show, Michonne just kind of has this hatred for the governor. Uh, in my opinion, they don't really have to, like, do or say what happened to Michonne, but they could have just led on that, like, she had a darker past with him than they led to believe. That would have been nice. But instead, they showed that Michonne was new to this group, and then, I don't know, like, a day later, she just fucking hated the governor. So, I don't know. Uh, what the show did do correctly was, uh justify the governor's death more because in the comic books it was just some random chick who killed him and uh and i was pissed off about that but then when the show redid it and they they showed that like she had reason to why she killed him i was a little more satisfied like the whole the whole foster daughter kind of of dynamic and yeah and the mother's like no you you did this and she like Straight up caps him. Yeah, it was it was very satisfying. In the comic book, uh, they mentioned her for like a second. They introduced her. And then like 15 issues later, she kills him. And that's it. Like there's no in-between for her. 
just like the one and then the next. Well, I guess we'll see. We'll see what happens. Full review next week. All right, guys. Do you want to talk about our uh, our little pocket tournament discussion before we close out this week? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So what was it, like our top three of who we'd want to see in pocket tournament? Yeah. Hell yeah. First of all, let's preface this conversation with the fact that there is like 800 Pokemon and only 10 are in pocket tournament. There's 721. All right, whatever the fuck. <laughs> like, what is that? Like 0.1% of them are in this game? I don't know. I have a feeling they'll just go the route of Super Smash Brothers. You know, they'll just, they'll just add more via DLC. I, I can see a super pocket tournament like Street Fighter, you know, like where they add more characters. I don't want them to do DLC. Yeah, DLC's BS. I mean, they should just straight out come up with a roster of like 30 or 40 Pokemon. Yeah. yeah. Chris, top three Pokemon and why? Top three. Okay, Doesn't so... Doesn't have to be in order. Just any three. I feel like this one will... I mean, they, I'm surprised they haven't announced it yet, but I feel like at least the, the, this family of Pokemon will ha- has to be in it. Like, I want Hitmonchan uh, as my, my first one. Because I just imagine Hitmonchan playing a lot like Little Mac. Just like throwing a flurry of blows everywhere. And then just ending off with like a, like a giant charged up dynamic punch. So I just want to wreck faces with my Pokemon, with my boxing gloves. And just do crazy elemental fist attacks like flame punch and ice punch or whatever. That would be great. Yeah, so that's my first choice. Okay. okay. And I love I love Little Mac, so that's that's like the perfect fight style uh, analog for me and Hitmonchan. So I had a, a bit of trouble deciding this this next one because um, I really love Psychic Pokemon, and I know we already have Lucario, and I was try- I mean, it's be- in between like Alexam and Mewtwo, but in the end I I want Mewtwo, but not just any Mewtwo. I want Armored Mewtwo from the movie. <laughs> Because I remember in, the, in theaters, sitting in that movie, and like the beginning, like five minutes, uh, the exposition, the crawl, where um, like Giovanni raises Mewtwo and he outfits him with like, the badass cybernetic armor. I, I remember like seeing that for the first time. I was like, oh, I wanted him so badly. I wanted him, I wanted him in everything. I wanted him in the TV show. I wanted him as an actual playable Pokemon in the games. And I don't think it ever happened. So I just want Armor Mewtwo, maybe as like a alternate skin. And just have them, you know, deflect you with like psych- like psychotic attacks, and just like throw psychic punches at you, and just lift you up and throw you around the map. That would be really awesome. Uh, and my third one, uh, I love Skizor. If you knew me for a long while, you know that like, my top favorite Pokemon types are like Psychic, Ghost, Bug, and Steel. Bug, and, why? You know, Skizor combines the last two. <laughs> I don't know. I just love them. I just, I just, I can't explain it. I just love those types. Oh, and fighting as well, but... Uh, so Skizor, I just... He looks so bad, it looks so cool. It looks super sleek. The playstyle, I imagine, for him, he's gonna be... He's gonna have, like, a lot of dash moves. And a lot of, like, um... Like, one-hit KO kind of moves. A lot of slashing, and he can fly around. And given that Poke Tournament is also incorporating Mega Evolutions, uh, I know... The, the only one I can remember right now is, um... Gengar's Mega Evolution was would look so badass in the footage, and I know Skizor has a and Gardevoir uh, a Mega Evolution form as well. They added Gardevoir's Mega too. Yeah, so Mega Skizor looks so badass, and I, I just want it. I just want it all like 
all the time, just because they're just, just flying around the map and just cutting people's heads off. Even though that won't happen. Alright, so what, what will your three be? So considering Chris fucking took two of the three... <laughs> <laughs> Which two was, did he take? <laughs> I was thinking about like Mewtwo and fucking Hitmonchan and this guy. Oh, sorry. Right. I got some backups. Alright. Halucha. 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 You know why? Because he's a bird, but he's also a luchador. And he's he's not a fake luchador like Pikachu Libre is, where it's just Pikachu wearing a co- costume. This guy was born and raised to fight in the squared circle. He will flip your ass, he will pin your ass, and I don't know why he's not in pocket tournament. He would be a great grappler and also have like flying moves. I think I think he would be pretty cool. He would fit, and then he would be like he could be either Pikachu Libre's tag team partner or his like rival. Maybe rivals. That would be pretty dope. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, my Good second choice, pick man. is Pangoro. Pangoro. Which is the panda bear who's like a sumo wrestler, but also a fighting, but also a dark Pokemon, and has like a leaf in its mouth that looks like a toothpick. It looks Oh like like um what's his name? A Fist of the North not no, uh Jojo's Bizarre yeah, Adventure. Exactly. Jotaro. And it looks like yeah. he's got like a coat on, even though it's like his fur. And he looks like a badass, and he's about to punch you and like, oh, ooh, like punch you in the face, but also punch you in the stomach. And he got this face like, don't fuck with me. I gotta, I gotta save a school of orphans. Like, I gotta save a school of, of baby panchans. But he's a dark type, so wouldn't he, like, kill the school of orphans? No, he's, just because you're dark doesn't mean you're, like, evil. Like, look, look at Batman, right? Batman's like a dark, a dark type Pokemon. I'll give that to you. Alright, so there you go. He's got to save... He's, like, dark, but he's got, like, a heart of gold. You know, there's a reason why he's dark. Okay? Like, his parents probably got... He's probably an orphan. That's why he wants to go and save the orphan Panchans. With his... With his fighting... His fighting prowess. Okay. Alright? Yeah. It sounds right. valid. <laughs> Alright, so your third choice? Alright, my third one. And I... And I got, like... I got a third one, and then I got... Who would I want to see as a support? Because there's also support characters, right? So my third one is I'm gonna say Hitmon Lee to okay. kick the shit out of Hitmon Chan. Because fuck Hitmon Chan. <laughs> oh come on! He can use like his legs and do some crazy kung fu moves, right? Like chow, kick him in the head. He'd be like the Chun Li of the game. Exactly. Eggs, fucking exactly. He could. And then he could finish off with Falcon yes. kicks. Lots of kicks. There you go. And shit, but like, I don't know. That's like the practical choice. But if I was gonna go impractical, I would say like Gyarados or Lugia. Because <laughs> fuck everybody. Imagine that, like Pikachu Libre, but then Gyarados like fucking destroys the ground and comes out and is like, yeah, I'll fucking eat you, Pikachu, you tiny. I'm Gyarados. What you know about me? Stan, I love how your Gyarados is like from New They're York All City. of my characters are from New York, right? All the voices I do end up being from Brooklyn. It's like, oh, Pikachu, what are you doing here? I'm fucking Gyarados. How you even gonna fight me? I saw you put on a fucking wrestling costume, but I'm Gyarados. Hyper Beam. I don't even gotta do that. I'm huge. I'm gonna eat you. You want me to call my brother Red Gyarados? You don't want that. But he's not nice, brother. He's not nice like me, my brother Red Gyarados. You don't want me to call you think I'm bad. I'm gonna call Red Gyarados on the farm. I'll stop. 
Stan, I just want you to reanimate the Super Mario Brothers movies with the Gyarados Brothers. <laughs> Super Gyarados Brothers? It's Super it's like Gyarados bad cop, Brothers. good cop, but it's like bad and cop, then, worse cop. And then, so, so it's Gyarados and Red Gyarados, and their enemy is Pikachu. Yeah, they don't like that guy because he's like, oh, he's so fucking tiny. How is he going to be in this tournament? <laughs> he's times four super effective against us. <laughs> but nobody's... But we're not going to talk about that, okay? Because we're big. Raw. So my picks... No, one of my fucking support character. Oh, yeah. Who's your support? I forgot. Because you picked... Because <laughs> you said the four, and then that just threw me off. No, so. then I got I got all into the Gyarados thing. Yeah. But also, like, Lugia, because Lugia is cool, and he's, like, my favorite Pokemon. You, like, one off on 60 different characters. All right, but, but my support character would be Mew, because it's fucking Mew. Right? Especially if you're going to have Mewtwo in it, you'd have, like, Mew as a support. That would be pretty cool. I don't know what the hell Mew would do. Oh, and, like, Ditto. Put Ditto in there. Because he's a fucking mimic. And every he'd be, like, a random character. Every time you picked him, he'd be a different See, you character. stole one of my, uh... Oops, I'm sorry. All right, you, my, go. you go. You one go, you go. One of <laughs> You go, I'm sorry. Thanks, Stan. I'm sorry. We're all, but we're a bunch it's, of kleptos here. We're stealing all of each other. So it's fine. I had, to, I had to come up with some shit on this spot. So my first one is going to be Gallade. Uh, he's a fighting psychic type. He got a mega evolution. Badass as fuck. What does he look like? Gallade? Uh, hold on. I Google this bitch. Alright, so this is what Gallade looks like. He, he got the dual oh, disc. Oh, he's like, um, he's fucking Gardevoir's, like... Male fuck, evolution. No, her, her, like, fucking angry brother, right? <laughs> he's like, oh, you want to take me to the prom, but first you gotta go through Gallade. What does Gallade say? He's like, oh, you want to go on my sister? <laughs> you want to talk to me first? They're, like, very backwards. They're, like, an Italian family, but they're, like, really, like... They're really old school, you know? You gotta, like, ask... Before you take her out, you gotta talk to the brother. Even to the prom. You gotta talk to the fucking parents. You gotta go talk to the fucking Gyarados brothers who live down the street. Cause they're not gonna let you mess with fucking little Gardevoir. You wanna take her to the fucking prom. You gotta go through the Gyarados brothers first. Cause they're mad protective. Cause they look at her like they're her sister. They're their sister too. Is know? that their whole rivalry? That Pikachu <laughs> wants to take Gardevoir to the prom? Yes, you finally <laughs> uncovered the secret storyline of Pokemon Tournament. <laughs> It's Pikachu Libre, right? Or regular Pikachu, depending. Is trying to is trying to like swoon Gardevoir, but her family is very like very traditional, very set in their ways, and he's got to go through the whole fucking fucking gauntlet of them to get to get to her. And then and then finally, it's like you're gonna go through the whole Gyarados family, right? The fucking Gyarados brothers, and they're like, oh, we're not gonna let you see fucking Gardevoir. And then you gotta go through her brother. And my brother's gonna like, oh, oh, you can't go to fuck my sister. What the fuck are you doing? You know, I was like, oh, and then you're gonna finally go to Gardevoir, right? And then it's gonna be at the top of the fucking list. You're gonna climb the ladder like in Mortal Kombat. You're gonna go through all of them, right? Then you go fucking to the Gardevoir. And she's gonna be like, hey, fucking nobody asked me what I want, you know? Like fucking, we're like this is 2015. You're just gonna fucking win my hand? Like this is the fucking like fucking medieval times? You know, you're gonna ride in Pikachu and your fucking horse. You're gonna pick me up. That's not how it works. I don't know what the fuck my brothers and my cousins talking about trying to make me date you. Like, what the fuck is that all about? Like, I am my own so, fucking woman. So, so the <laughs> ultimate decision is Luchador or Pikachu wants to go on a date with Gardevoir. And then when he finally wins the acceptance of his brother, 
of her brother and, and her cousins, cousins the Red Gyarados. Cousins the Gyarados brothers. Yeah. She decides, fuck you, Pikachu. No, she doesn't decide that. It's just nobody fucking asked her because fucking these people are all fucking old No, school so then shit. she decides, like, fuck you, I don't want this, she, peace. She takes control of this her is, agency. This is why there you get you to play as Gardevoir in the fucking game because she's wanted to, like, this, it's like playing <laughs> Princess Peach, you know? It's like, I, you need fucking come rescue me, come kidnap me, come rescue me. Come, no, fuck that. I'm gonna do my own shit. Leave me alone. <laughs> I'm Princess Peach. I'm Gardevoir. Thank you, guys. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, Stan, Stan, please pitch this to Nintendo exactly in the manner you just described. Oh, this, this is going up on our YouTube channel for sure. So my next one is Conkelder. The show Stan and Pikachu. Oh yeah, I know this guy. He's got like rocks. Yeah, he's holding concrete. Yeah. So Conkelder. I want to play as Conkeller because he's like an old man holding concrete, going whoop your ass. Like you got the little, the little, little chin hair. Is the he like? Chin hair. Is he like the um the final evolution of the tree or whatever? Yeah. Is doesn't one of them have like a girder or something? His name is Girder. Oh. And he holds a girder. Oh okay. <laughs> and then there's Timber, and he holds a, a like a block of wood. Okay, I like this pick because he he's like the Master Roshi. Yeah. You know where he's like old, but he's like mad buff. He's mad buff. I think he would be cool. I think uh, he'd be cool too. I think he would fight really slow. Like, he'd be a heavy character. I think that would be really cool. I don't know. Just throw pillars at people? Yeah, and just awesome. like smack people in the fucking face with pillars. Like, Pikachu, you wanna go on a date with her? No! <laughs> smacking. <laughs> smacking people with his concrete pillars. That's what he does. He's, he's called Kelder. I imagine if he's like Zangief. That's exactly what I was thinking. That he'd be like Zangief. He just like he just like, like he hulks out and like just like does like a giant body slam at people. Yeah, that was my initial idea that he would be like Zangief. And then my last pick would be Keldeo. Keldeo's pretty cool. America horse. He's he's uh yeah, America horse. For those of you who didn't listen to previous episodes, uh we did Stan, Kirsty, and I did like this. I picked five Pokemon, showed it to them, and they tried to figure out what who they were. And I picked Keldeo, because he's one of my favorite Pokemon. And Stan called him a miracle horse. So. What is it? What is what's his type? He's a water fighting type. Who's also a horse. Yeah. Okay. I mean horse isn't a type of Pokemon. Anyway, after they revealed uh Suicune, I started thinking of other ideas for like Pokemon who were like on all fours, that would be really cool to see fight, and I think Keldeo would probably be the coolest. But yeah, that's pretty much my whole reason for Keldeo. Nice. And Keldeo is one of my favorite Pokemon. Nine tails. I mean, he got he he got one tail. No, but nine tails would be a cool four legged, you know. But fuck nine tails. Nine tails can transform into Naruto. <laughs> Guest character. <laughs> Kagabushi oh, no Jitsu and it's like, like five. Also, the games? Yeah. Yeah, so there you go. Ninetales transform into fucking Naruto. That's the way to do it. Alright, are we done? Yeah, I think we're done for the, for the night. I, I, I wasted all my energy on the fucking Gyarados. Um, what's his name? Glade. Gardevoir. Italian Brooklyn Gal- family. <laughs> oh, you lost my voice doing that. Damn. <laughs> Stan needs to, uh, to keep practicing. Yo, along with the Rang, we're going to make that into another audio drama or another 
movie or whatever comic. We'll start writing some scripts. It'll be great. Word. All right. Well, that's pretty much it for today's episode. You can find me on Twitter at SweetJustice1. You can find me on Twitter. My name is Stan. You can find me at Twitter and at Stan Doom on Twitter. Doom. That's where you find me, Doom. <laughs> Doom. <laughs> and my name is Chris. You can find me on Twitter at Kyo Ninja for Hire. That's K Y O Ninja for Hire. Thanks for thanks for listening. Rate us. Subscribe to us. Give us give us your comments and your special topics and all that good shit. Yep, we're on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud. We actually have and YouTube now. We actually have a, a, a fucking channel. It's up. It's up. 30 million years later. We said it was going to happen. It happened. Uh, right now we're uploading our backlog of episodes, so it might take a while until we catch up to episode 30, which is this episode. But uh, don't worry, folks. We'll get there. And um, yeah, we're gonna, hopefully we're going to post some extra content as well. We're going to try experimenting with other stuff. So maybe some Let's Plays or commentary tracks. So yeah, look out for that. And... Uh, another great thing that happened this week. We're official. We got a domain name. We're, we're not. We're no longer supernerdpals.wordpress.com. Screw that WordPress shit. We're supernerdpals.com. Supernerdpals.com. So, like fucking adults. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the website's still under maintenance. So we're, we're trying to experiment with what looks best. But um, keep on the lookout for that. And we're gonna be a lot more active. We're gonna produce more blog posts, and we're gonna do more integration with all of our outlets. It's going to look amazing, and you guys are going to love it, and we look forward to you guys interacting with us on that website. Facebook.com slash group slash SuperNerdPals. Join us. <laughs> that too. Alright, that's all right. it, right? Later, guys. Right, so Thank th- you. <laughs> thanks, guys. Have a good one. Enjoy, the, enjoy Fear of the Walking Dead, and uh, have a good night.